today we're going to be talking about credit card debt. There's actually a lot of different kinds of debt, especially uh, student debt. I'm sure some of you want to hear about that. It's a popular topic. But with only 20 minutes, I don't want to cover too much material. And I'll just be focusing on credit card debt because actually it's a pretty widespread issue. The, depending on which survey you consult, somewhere between 33, I'm sorry, 37 and 55 percent of Americans don't pay off their credit card each month. So I imagine that that would apply to a substantial amount of us also. In New York, the average balance of someone who doesn't pay off their credit card each month comes up to $8,700 in credit card debt. And the interest rates are typically 15%. So for those of you who don't know what interest rates are, basically if you borrow, say, $100, and the interest rate is 15%, you have to pay back the $100 with $15 on top of it. And then you, know, you can scale the math accordingly. So collectively, it's not just you know, New Yorkers who are spending. Across the United States, the total amount of credit card debt is north of $900 billion right now. So that's uh, it's quite a big topic that isn't really discussed that much because I know it's a very socially taboo subject. Whenever I um, advise people financially, I start with credit card debt because it's the most effective thing you can do financially is paying it off. It's that's pretty much applies to every circumstance. Now financially, there's a lot of okay. If you're in this circumstance, do this. If you're in another circumstance, do this. Very case by case basis. But with credit cards, the correct response is always pay it off. Because there's no investment that you can make that will make the same kind of returns. So typically at a 15% interest rate, uh, you can't invest your way out of credit card debt. Let's say you put it into the stock market or into real estate, you would maybe get a 7 or 11% return on that. But with uh, credit cards, the money is so much higher, which is why banks prefer to give out credit cards. Um, is, uh, do you think we should get these back? I'm, I, I don't exactly have my speech memorized. <laughs> All right, let's let's see what we can do. Uh, oh, we have a power failure. Oh. We're gonna work on it for a second. Your phone. I could just stand here and not say anything, but that would be about $900 billion. Let's see here, where did I leave off? No, that doesn't work either. Okay. I mean, it should be sort of self-explanatory that you should pay off credit card debt, right? Imagine you're walking by a store that you like and it says, hey, look, everything is 15% off. Come in and check it out. If you like what they're selling, you probably would, you know, pop in and see what's on sale, right? Right. But if you pay for everything with a credit card charging you 15%, that's like walking by the store and it says, hey, look, everything's 15% more expensive. Come inside. So, obviously, if your lifestyle is 15% more expensive, that's substantial. Imagine getting a 15% raise, right? That would feel good. Yeah. Uh, but that's effectively the same thing. And if you are not paying off the credit card and it's using up more than 30% of the credit limit available to you, it actually affects your credit score. So imagine that you have a $1,000 credit limit and over $300 worth of debt on it. That causes your credit score to go down because the banks consider you to be risky. 
Uh, spiritually, I wish I had the uh, uh, scripture up there. If you look in uh, Proverbs 22.7, what it says is uh, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is the slave to the lender. Ooh, that's pretty charged, isn't it? But think about it, the bank can raise the interest rates if they feel like it, and they determine what fees are going to charge you. So that puts them in a position of control. The uh, slides will be available. Uh, I'll give out a link for that afterwards. Actually, if you have internet, if you go to a website called advicefromjeff.com slash slides, the slides are there. The signal is not very good in here, so I don't know if it will work. Uh, advice from Jeff dot com slash slides. I proactively put them up online because typically I would get some emails, can you send me the slides, and then I inevitably miss the emails or don't get to all of them. Okay, so I'm going to structure this presentation with the ship analogy. Okay? Imagine... Yeah, what you like. Um, nope? Okay. Imagine there's a seat. Okay? And then there's a boat on the sea. Yeah. The sea of Galilee? The sea of Galilee? And then there are men in the boat. I'm not about to start singing it. What's actually happening is there's, there's a leak in the boat, wow. and it's filling up with water, and they're not in a good spot. So, the analogy here is, if you feel like you're drowning in credit card debt or some sort of financial situation, usually it's because you know, you're spending more money than you're bringing in, right? So the boat is filling up with water. So to deal with the situation, what you don't do is start you know, grab a bucket, scoop up the water, and then toss it over the side of the boat. What you do is you plug up the leaks, right? Uh, and then you take your bucket, scoop the water up, and throw it out. So that's the analogy and the structure of the rest of this presentation. I'll be talking about how to plug the leaks and how to scoop the water out. So, first you plug the leaks. Okay, I wish I had time to discuss a budget more thoroughly. I don't. So, who here knows what a budget is? If you don't, the definition is right there. So, you can just take a picture of it. But it's a plan to spend less money than you make. It's really that simple. Now, you could use an app, you could use some envelope system. There's a lot of stuff you can just look up. What I suggest doing is instead of uh, binge watching your favorites, favorite show, uh, binge research how to set a budget, look for some ideas that work for you and stick to those. Okay? So you can look that up on Google, and I'm going to be saying that a lot. Uh, and yes, I do work at Yahoo, so it's kind of awkward for me to say it. But wow. <laughs> let's face it, Google's a better search engine. And you'll come up with some good ideas. But setting the budget is the easy part. Sticking to it is the hard part because, you know, some expenses come up or we want something or uh, different situations happen. So sticking to the budget is where it starts to get spiritual. The fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, so forth. What it ends with is self-control. Which means, okay, you know, I want to make this person happy or I want to get this or whatever, but no, we need to exercise self-control. And because we're disciples and we have the spirit in us, you know, we can grow self-control just like any other virtue that we work on. So, confession, memorizing scripture, prayer, accountability, and so forth. 
Uh, the other thing I should mention in terms of sticking to a budget is getting positive peer pressure. Now, peer pressure has negative connotations, but uh, we know that you can leverage that to your advantage. If there are people that you just talk about your situation with, or there's also debt support groups that exist out there. Uh, one sister that I helped with who probably paid off her credit cards the fastest, was well, she did it with an accountability partner. Uh, the people who didn't have an accountability partner either didn't succeed or paid it off more slowly. And that's scriptural too. Uh, walk with the wise and become wise, for the companion of fools suffers harm. Proverbs 13.20. So, you know, it's okay to use social influence to make your character better. That's what the Bible says. Uh, this happened for me, so I don't like going to the gym. Uh, it's, but when I was studying in school, this brother over here, who some of you may recognize, was always saying, Hey Jeffrey, let's go to the gym together. And after a while, you know, because he kept bugging me about it, I actually decided to be a little bit healthy. So, some, uh, we will, you'll actually be hearing more about that later. But it's very positive if you have people who are good influence and you're talking about what you're going through. So this wraps up the section about plugging the leaks in the boat. Okay, now we're going to move on to uh, scooping the water out. The two ways that you can plug the leaks are setting a budget and developing the spiritual discipline of self-control and getting positive peer pressure and sticking to your budget. So now that we've talked about plugging the leaks on the boat, let's talk about uh, scooping the water out quickly. And there are two ways that you can do this. One is by paying off the debt faster, you know, just making bigger and bigger payments on the credit card. Obviously easier said than done. Uh, and the other one is lowering the interest rate on the loan. And I'll talk a little bit about both. And both of these are very, very broad topics that I could talk about for a while. But um, I'm just here to give you some ideas so that you can go off and look some more on your own. That's the idea here, okay? So the first one, uh, is paying more money towards credit card debt. And obviously, let's say you set a budget and you've figured out, okay, I can save an additional $250 a month. But at a certain point after you've cut all of your expenses and all the things you don't need, there's just a point where you can't really cross past that, right? So at that point, you need to start thinking about how can I bring in more money? Now there's a lot of ways to go about this. These two are the ones that I can get through the most quickly. One is negotiating a raise. And this is a topic unto itself. But uh, I, if you are trying to pay off credit card debt, it's worthwhile doing. Now, I'm actually a manager myself, so people have negotiated with me about promotions. And let me assure you, what's not going through my head is something to the effect of like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to fire this person. I don't think that. If they're going through that, I'm like, okay, I like this person. I want to work something out. You know, I may have to talk to accounting, but they make me happy. I want them to be happy too. So I realize that there are some bad bosses out there, but... You know, don't assume the worst intentions from the person you work for. Mm -hmm. The second thing I can talk about is exploring options in the side gig economy. Now, with the internet and apps, there are a lot of ways out there to make extra money with your free time. I'm sure we've heard of stuff like Uber and TaskRabbit. But there are some very random things you can do that I didn't even know existed. For example, you can go to some websites where they give you an audio, say for example a video of this, and you would just type whatever I'm saying and return the transcript back and they would pay something like $15 an hour. Now, you're not gonna get rich doing stuff like that because obviously they don't pay that much. But you, that has two benefits. One is you're still making money and you're paying off your loans faster. And the other one is you're taking time out of your hands that you otherwise could spend shopping or eating out. So that actually helps you live a more disciplined life. The other one is paying less interest. 
Now, excuse me a second. I'm going to run through some example numbers here about the effective interest rates on a loan because I know we hear 8%, 15%, 22%, and those just might sound like numbers. But the impact of those numbers is actually quite substantial. Imagine, let's say there's a $15,000 loan charging, is that the number I put there? Yeah, $15,000 loan charging 17% interest. If you make minimum payments on that, let's say it comes out to $220, what will happen is it will take 20 years to pay off the loan and the amount of interest will come out to $37,000. You could buy a BMW with that money. So that's why banks you know, want people to have all these credit cards, right? Because it's so lucrative. I mean, imagine giving someone $15,000 and they give you back the $15,000 plus $37,000 on top of it. But that's because the interest rate is at 17%, which is actually quite big. If you redo the math at 9%, then, and you still pay the same amount of 220 per month, you would actually pay off the loan in eight years, I believe, yes. And the interest that you would pay would drop down to $6,000 instead of 37,000. All because the interest rate was cut in half. Now notice how the interest rate roughly was cut in half, but the amount of interest went, I'm sorry, but the amount of interest went down six times. So being able to call up the bank and say, hey, can we lower the interest rate, could actually save you a lot of money. Uh, and I know I keep talking about negotiation. I know that's an uncomfortable topic for a lot of us because we can sort of imagine, you know, I'll call up the bank and on the other end there's going to be this fat banker who's going to be like, what? You want lower interest rates? Well, too bad. <laughs> You're going to make me so rich. <laughs> that's not who's on the other side of the phone. The person on the other side of the phone is actually someone like you yeah. who's just trying to do their job. And they, if they're anything like you, they probably want to be nice and don't want to offend you. So when you call and they say, hey, can we lower the interest rate? They, out of just the interest of trying to be nice and get good ratings on their customer service, they will probably say, yes, let me see what I can do to help you. And if they don't, you'll never see this person, so you don't have to worry about being embarrassed about it. Uh, and then you can call back three days later and get someone else who's hopefully in a better mood. <laughs> If you want to see how these uh, numbers work out, uh, Google loan calculators, there's no point in trying to do the math yourself, it's kind of difficult. There's a lot of websites where you can just plug the numbers in. But let's say you can't uh, negotiate down the interest rate that much with the bank. Let's say they come back and say, yeah, we'll give you 16% instead of 17%. And it's like, okay, that's not really what I was hoping for. Next option is taking it out with another lender, which is called refinancing. Uh, who's heard of refinancing before? Okay, so... Here's how it works. I'm just going to tell you a story and hopefully it will illustrate the concept. Imagine Joe has a, let's say, $5,000 loan with Bank of America, a $5,000 credit card loan, and he's, they're charging him 17%. So what he does is he goes to another bank. I'm just picking an example here, discover.com. Uh, discover.com doesn't just do credit cards. They also issue refinancing loans too. And he says, hey, Discover, I want to borrow $5,000 so that I can pay off Bank of America if you charge me less interest. And so that's what happens. Discover wires him $5,000. He pays off the credit card from Bank of America and gives that card to his accountability partner or shreds the card. You can see why that's important, right? Because you have a $5,000 loan with Discover and $5,000 in debt to Bank of America. If you don't use that money to pay off the Bank of America loan, now you have twice as much debt. So don't do this until you've got your budget in order. Otherwise, the extra money can be tempting. So he pays it off and he's able to pay it off quicker because the interest rate is lower. 
Does that make sense? Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh, I have a bullet point up there about 0% interest cards, because some banks issue 0% interest cards for a purpose like this. Yeah. Uh, they can work in some situations. Just be mindful that if you don't pay it off before the zero interest expires, they backcharge all of the interest. So, uh, tread carefully with that. Mm -hmm. There, again, this is something I suggest Googling around for, shopping around different refinance lenders. Uh, I put some bullet points up here. The reputable ones will explicitly tell you it will not affect your credit score to check them. Yeah. If they don't make it, hey, we will not affect your credit score. If it's not obvious, just don't use them. So, will not affect your credit score. I've put some examples down here. Um, I think legally I'm required to tell you that I'm a lender at Lending Club, so conflict of interest. Shop around them and see who gives you uh, better rates because they'll all give you different rates. It's that's just how it works. Mm -hmm. I should mention that if your credit score is not that good, then this might not be that effective because you know the banks might feel like they're taking on more risk. But it does not hurt to check. And some of them will even give you your credit score back just for checking with them, which is kind of nice. Okay, let's bring it in for a landing. There's a seat. Okay. And then there's a boat that's filling up with water. How do we deal with it? Plug the leaks, which comes by setting a budget, learning the spiritual discipline of self-control, and getting positive peer pressure. So that plugs the leaks. Now getting the water out of the boat means you're finding ways to bring in more money now that you're disciplined and saving it. And figuring out how to negotiate the interest rate lower because you saw the effect of lowering the interest rate can save you tens of thousands of dollars. Here are the slides of my contact information. Uh, I give financial advice to the disciples for free. Uh, and you have to show me that you're serious though because I'm a busy person. So, but I, I do believe this is uh, something God wants me to help other people with. So I'm making myself available for The uh, slides are on the link over there. I'm going to take that down in about three days, so make sure that you download it before then. And let's see here. Oh, nice. Let me tell you about why this is so important to me. I know a lot of, a lot of us don't feel wealthy. Overseas, though, your money goes very, very far. I, most of my family is in the Philippines, so I have a pretty good idea of how far $20, $40 can take you. In Acts 4, it says there were no needy people among them. Mm -hmm. If the collective interest we paid towards the bank went towards feeding our hungry families overseas, our brothers and sisters, there would be no hungry, needy people among us. So, I definitely encourage you, I mean, we're already giving our money to the bank, let's give it to the people who really need it and get spiritual treasures in heaven. So, So with that, thank you so much. I know I dumped a lot of material on you. I'm going to bring this uh, slide back just so that you can get the information. Uh, remember to research all the stuff that I talked about, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your time.